I V M. Helping us pay our bills this week is Paytm Money. On this episode of Paisa Paisa, the Bangalore recordings continue. My guest, actually, my returning guest is the awesome Deepak Shanoi of Capital Mind. This is going to be the PMS special, the Portfolio Management Scheme special, and Deepak and I are going to talk about everything that you want to know about the PMS product. So stay tuned for that. What? You're actually delaying tax planning? You don't have to wait anymore, yar. Come on, Paytm money lets you save tax by investing in ELSS funds. I've tried it, you know, and it's actually really simple. All you got to do is download the app. If you're on Android, go to the Play Store. If you're on iPhone, go to the App Store, and search for Tax Saver or ELSS schemes. And you know, actually, that's not all. There's much more. You can even download your tax statement instantly and submit it to your employer. Bang! That's it. You can give it to your HR. Up tax savings ke liye bhi Paytm karo. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and this is the Bangalore special. My guest today is a returning guest. Okay, I cannot come to Bangalore without meeting him. He is going to set a record on Paisa Paisa because it's the third time that I'm recording with him. I did it twice last year, once in March over the phone, then once in August when I was out here. There's honestly no way that I can come to Bangalore and not. Meet Deepak Shanoi of Capital Mind. Yes, so big thank you. You are a you are now a certified friend of Pesa Vesa, Deepak. Thank you so much for doing this for us. Okay, and for those who don't know Deepak, see he's a really cool guy. He runs Capital Mind. You should totally check out CapitalMind.in. Okay, I'm a subscriber. I'm subscriber from day one, huh, Deepak? Subscriber from day one. His content is just superb. Among the very few guys out there who's unbiased, independent, takes his shots, does not hold it back. He also runs a Slack community that's part of of the subscription. And of course, uh, since the last odd year, he also runs a PMS, and that's what this show is going to be about. The PMS special, okay? Just for those who don't know, PMS stands for Portfolio Management Scheme. Okay, it's an investment product that a lot of us don't know about, and we're going to get really. Deep into that hairy stuff and all that, and he's going to explain all this to us. Deepak Shanoi of Capital Mind, welcome back. So good to have you, sir. First question: Oh, Omaha, kaisa tha? Okay, <laughs> folks. Deepak Shanoi has just come back from the Mecca, from the holy trip that all of us dream of. He's actually seen Warren Buffet. Okay, so he's gone to Omaha for the annual general meeting of Berkshire Hathaway. He's seen Warren Buffet. He's seen Charlie Munger. Deepak, chota sa ek panch minute ka clip de do uske liye please, and then we'll get into PMS. Welcome back. Thanks, thanks, Anupam, and always good to have you. And lovely to hear all your kind words. I've been a big fan of Paisa Paisa. Thank you so much. I listen to it quite often on sure. my uh, daily three kilometer commute to work in Bangalore, which is about two hours. You know, which is <laughs> three kilometer. Yeah, boy, I've been here for. Okay, let me not go into Bangalore. That's <laughs> yes, fine. I mean, it's it's quite interesting, but contrast it with say in Omaha, which we you know so we went for the uh, conference. Uh, huh. uh, so. Uh, I I think I live tweeted a quite a I bit of, of that, that conference, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I wrote a little bit of notes. What I found is, I mean, of course, it's a tiny city, and what's very interesting or very nice is that a lot of these big U.S. corporations are actually headquartered in uh, the smaller cities. Walmart's uh, uh, headquarters is a tiny town in 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 a very small state. Sure. Uh, I mean, relatively, uh, there is uh, you know Omaha, which is. 
स्लीपी लिटिल टाउन मिड वेस्ट नॉट एक्टली न्यूयॉर्क और कैलिफोर्निया वेल आई थिंक एनीथिंग हैपन्स ओवर देयर इट वुड बी इन स्लैश्ड इन द न्यूज़ यू नो इफ द इफ इफ यू नो फॉर इंस्टेंस अ माउस क्रॉस द रोड इट वुड कैन आई एम नॉट आई एम जस्ट किडिंग इट्स अ बिगर थिंग देन दैट बट दी इवेंट आई मीन लाइक what is it like i mean how is crazy you i i think i saw a couple of photos i saw your video so there is a town like you said which is sleepy is massive crowd right there is in fact that crowd was about 20000 people oh, it occupied wow. a basketball stadium yeah uh, uh, to the gills so it was it was it was uh, uh, mostly or all of them were shareholders every shareholder gets four passes so sure. you can bring in three friends along hmm. you get to um, uh see him live but not necessarily you know you're breathing the same air but <laughs> roughly that's about how close you get you cannot go put your hand on his shoulder yeah. and say hey bye warren kya lagta hai market yes, you can't do that you can't kya lagta hai market is probably what everyone wants to ask him and he answers in every way possible which is uh, Uh, not about how the market <laughs> is but it's lovely to be there because people are there quite informed he has a panel of journalists who collect questions beforehand and mm. then combine them to ask uh, questions he rotates between them and the crowd mm. so he actually uh, they have stations around the stadium where uh, people can go and ask questions they okay. choose the Uh, uh, question and the person asking the question, I guess, sure. based on something. So lots of eleven-year-old, ten-year-old. There was eleven-month-old baby in someone. Of course, the baby didn't ask any <laughs> questions, but there was a baby in the lap of a person who actually asked wow. a question. So it was quite interesting because uh, questions are relevant, of yeah. course. Yeah. None of them are trolling kind of questions. Yeah. But of course, some did troll him. Ki, acha, aap bolte ho index fund yeah. kharido, but you have hundred and ten billion dollars. You didn't you put any money. Any yeah. Index fund, and he gave some witty answers to that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I think the big thing here is his wit carries the show. Wow. Uh, you could literally have this company run by John Stewart, huh. and it would be as impressive because I mean, not I'm saying that not that Warren Buffett has inferior uh, you know stock picking yeah, capabilities, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he has uh, underperformed the market for like ten years. Ten years, yeah. But he's forgiven, you yeah, know. So yeah. because he's done so well in the past, and because he is witty and fast and quick, and he's really good at at giving. um you know intelligent advice so one sure. of the things that he tells people don't save so much this is warren buffett a yeah. guy who's Richest lived in the in same the house yeah. for 50 years and he's cribbing about taking another floor on rent in his office uh, i mean uh, this is a wow. 400 billion dollar company that has With 100 billion dollars sitting just on the cash, cash doing nothing huh? and he's they cribbing. don't even own their office and they uh, have one floor on rent for the last 57 years wow and uh, their landlord is now moving out and so they have been considered <laughs> taking another floor this is not even you know this is uh, i don't even know kya bol raha hai yaar deepak you are talking about rent issues of the richest man in the world a uber ka ipo khol raha hai boss like uh, it's a different right? game that's a scale there. that it's just scale. shows how big the banner is and the small stuff that you know that, that even he obsesses over he could just buy you know probably half of new york or something and then you know but that's the level of thinking he's is he's and at the same time he the advice he tells people is don't uh, hold back on spending mm. uh, just because you think that you'll get a better deal on it 30 years later if you save the money now mm. so enjoy life mm. he says i enjoy life and he, he does he drinks cherry coke and goes to mcdonald's twice a week and i mean this is an 88 year old guy with and here we talk about keto intermittent yeah, fasting <laughs> and look at him uh, yes i think you know very interesting because uh, when you look at the man you look at the the franchise they built omaha is uh, as a berkshire annual is 
really the 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 embodiment of how a personality has driven mm. uh, the company to be so famous right. that people go to this little sleepy town in the midwest right. by make huge levels of purchase he talked about a store making 9 million dollars in one day wow. and i think that's like that's uh, a big number you know it's a huge number it's for huge that number. store yeah. uh, and this is nebraska uh, furniture company mm. or omaha furniture company yeah, yeah, which yeah, one yeah, but yeah. one of those and he, you know this is a franchise he's built it he's uh, he's nurtured it over the years it doesn't matter that his performance has been subpar or whatever mm, mm, mm. it doesn't matter that he has 110 million dollars in cash he will not invest or return as dividend mm. uh, it does not matter that um uh, he has not participated in any of the tech boom and the big movers in the tech industry until recently when he bought amazon. apple and amazon yeah uh, and his best friend was bill gates you know about microsoft on the board this. actually of berkshire yeah. yes and uh, he was there on he was, stage we were breathing yeah. the same air as him but <laughs> yeah. uh, roughly that is about how close we got but it was fascinating to go there and watch this is a phenomenon to watch it's a master come on anybody who's in the stock markets anybody who's in uh, who's into investment and anybody for whom this makes a difference in life as should go there and so you know i'm glad that you were able to make it this stuff, this sort of stuff doesn't it's not going it's not going to go on forever as a lot of people are saying i think buffet himself is already 88 munger is 95 munger can't even see right mm. and he said that this guy can hear that's it that's good enough for him yeah i can hear he can see i think that was his quote or something so <laughs> fantastic yeah not really going with that okay so let's get into this pms thing man okay so first maybe a brief intro as to the capital mind pms when it was started and then let's just get into very briefly what exactly is a pms how does it work and stuff like that okay let's let's start from there cool so our uh, pms which is uh, our portfolio management service started in 2017 uh, november of 2017 probably one of the more difficult times to have started a pms because we've seen markets go downhill yeah. uh, substantially from where it was and uh, we have been a uh, uh, pms that's focused on two things uh, which is not what most pmss are but uh, what we do is we focus on asset allocation for customers so we individualize mm. in a way uh, the offering on a per customer basis but we also uh, allocate between equity and debt we help them with financial planning on one end the other end we help them with actual execution of the plan into actual uh, equity investments and debt investments uh, we'd buy uh, debt through mutual funds and equity by, by directly buying equities in the names of the customers itself mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's not like we buy them in our name and you know tell them that this is what we have for yep. you we um have been doing this primarily because execution has been a problem for a lot of our customers we tell people oh buy this buy that mm-hmm. they like deepak why don't you just buy it for us mm-hmm. and then we couldn't do it unless we got a pms license so we set that up initially but we added the financial planning twist because we find that is a problem which a mutual fund cannot solve from the perspective of saying i cannot individualize my portfolio to every individual uh, that comes in but at the same time a financial planner does not get execution capabilities or the ability to rejig portfolios change structures increase or decrease capital as uh, uh, allocated to different asset classes uh, which always requires a layer of customer input and participation so the customer may have to actually execute the trades and you get some optimal product so for instance if i were to invest in equity through an advisor he might suggest a few mutual funds i'll look at the mutual funds they have an execution they have a management fee mm. and then the advisor has a management fee so i end up paying the uh, two fees one on top of the other which added up can be quite substantial mm. so we said let's break it down into just one fee our 
basic goal is to provide this service as a very low cost uh, tech managed service so even if you have a large number of customers our technology allows us to automatically determine where uh, money should be allocated even if we were to buy uh, for a per- for an individual on a regular basis that mm-hmm. means uh, for your allocation into equity i will buy every day mm-hmm. the same stock slightly mm-hmm. different quantities uh, until i build up your equity portfolio we also want the ability for people to add money every month mm. because that's how most of our customers are our uh, minimums unfortunately by sebi laws have to be at least 25 lakhs yeah. though our technology will work for any amount we have to we can have to start with 25 lakhs but any amount above that and any additional amount above that yeah. uh, even the 10000 rupees a month that's is fine so i want to take one step back out here right 25 lakhs is not for everybody I don't know how you know. So I want to take just one step back back here and understand PMS at a generic level, okay? Because I want so now that you've explained your product, I need listeners to understand how a PMS actually operates. Okay. Maybe maybe you know even go into the dark ugly side of how this stuff works there because is... you what you just told me right now is not how a traditional PMS works. Let's get into how a traditional PMS works. So yes, first is the ticket size. Yes, the ticket sizes have. Uh, uh evolved over years so it started off as a product so this is like a managed account right so it's like me investing on your behalf so you give me your demat account mm. i buy and sell stocks because i'm signing a power of attorney power saying your demat account is yours and this is legal right. in the sense uh, i could do it by taking your username and password and trading in your account of course mm. but that's not legal according to uh, sebi laws mm. a person who is uh, going to manage other people's portfolios needs to have a power of attorney to do it and be registered as a portfolio manager correct uh, this has come because of abuse over the years people Obviously. have done this yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so brokers still do this sometimes uh, so to the point where now sebi has said listen every trade i want a confirmation in an audio uh, format wow. which means Uh, or a, or a human format so the user has to press the customer has to press an okay button or wow. uh, you have to get a phone okay from the customer saying listen i'm doing this trade are you okay with it mm. and they have to maintain these logs mm. which is why a lot of uh, these uh, products have kind of morphed and modified over the years mm. pms started off well the earliest forms of pms were corporate mm. in 1985 to 1986 they were abused highly abused in the sense that the corporates would park money with banks and banks would create these things pms services and they would say i will offer you 8% minimum fixed fixed right uh, so people were very happy what would what they would do they would give the money to brokers brokers would buy shares lot of insider trading yeah. and they would make 10% give 8% to the customer anything about 8% is their own correct then sebi came along which was later because sebi wasn't even there in 1985 that's right uh, so sebi came along and said listen we got to institutionalize this as a framework they created a framework and said not everybody can do this people have to register as portfolio managers they can buy only certain kinds of securities and so even then they need to have a minimum capital so like it's not that i can wake up one yes. fine day say and up- apply for a pms license i need to have a minimum what net worth now of? it's about net worth of 2 crores so i, I uh, need to have a capital base of 2 crores before i can even get a pms yes and it's okay. quite interesting because that capital base uh, should not contain share premium mm. uh, because of some uh, illogical wording <laughs> inside one of the uh, sebi laws huh. uh, 
you can't raise money at 10 rupees a share for yourself and uh. then go and raise some from some say a vc at 400 rupees a share wow. and okay. because the Chalo. remaining 390 sits as a share premium but that's Haan. a that's a, it's a technical yeah, yeah, aspect that's you have to you know then so convert I, your i need to have two crores i set up a pms license and then that's it i'm done your you you have to go then to sebi they will do an inspection they have to make sure that you have all the rules in place there are some right. other rules as well Haan. you need to keep a record of everything that you do right uh, from receiving the money to you know transitioning it to shares some pmss open individual trading and demat accounts and bank accounts for every single individual that they come they get zabardasti zabardasti the idea It was is mere tha ki aapka jo naya demat account aayega us pe hum naya bank account ko link karenge and that naya bank account will get the dividends that oh you receive God. so we will give us get a power of attorney on that bank account as well whereas all he's doing is taking money from the bank because he's doing lead generation yes, for him for himself and oh, then uh, i mean that well that is not so much okay but but up. it's there you know it's, that that practice yeah, is there it's there means it's uh, there. Yeah, yeah and the trading account is also speci- specific so it's done with a certain broker huh. usually their own brokers huh. uh so if you go to a certain pms they might charge you a 1% management fee and then a 0.5% brokerage fee huh. and, so uh, you're saying that listen today i have 25 lakhs okay i have my own brokerage account okay yes. and i have my own demat account i obviously have a bank account bank account is the most basic thing after having all three i come to you okay xyz pms and you tell me nahi boss you have to do all over again yes so typically that is how the structure works which is why earlier the so the idea was you open a bank a demat all these things so that you have complete control so if something happens you because if it's a customer's bank account then the dividend will go into the customer's account right then you have to ask the customer to please transfer the dividends back because right. otherwise your performance will look bad <laughs> over time okay. so you want to so you don't want to do so these have evolved from you know uh, practices that uh, have changed and also above 500 crores once you yeah. receive a get to a 500 crore base yeah. you have to appoint a custodian okay a custodian means you cannot touch the demat account mm. your power of attorney is only to instruct the custodian mm. to uh, buy and sell from the demat account okay uh, also the custodian will have access to a single bank account where you transfer all the money the Uh, or to individual bank accounts. I mean, the way you do it. So the custodian bank account is a process we've adopted. So where uh, we don't open individual bank accounts for customers, we create a common custodial account where we can only transfer in money. Transferring out is done by a uh, actually uh, uh, legitimate instruction given to uh, the custodian who records it on file, saying this guy asked me for this much money for this date. uh and therefore uh, you know we kind of keep a record of it apart from that the pms itself can invest in stocks it can invest in mutual funds it can invest in debt uh and apparently they can invest in real estate i haven't heard about this but uh that is the only thing that i have heard which is not a sebi regulated security currently it may not allow you directly i, mean, I don't know about this per se but to buy to create accounts that can buy us stocks directly you uh, for for doing that you'll have to create a separate us account i mean trading account and all that stuff so that is you can't you couldn't buy commodities or commodity futures for the longest time only now have they allowed commodities and commodity futures to be launched by pms um the big one derivatives currency derivatives yes stock so, derivatives stock derivatives also. can be of course you, you, yes you, you, can. You, you can buy but you can't take any leverage so it means that if i buy a nifty future ha huh. 
आई हैव टू हैव एट लैख रुपीज इन माई बैलेंस एंड आई कैनॉट टच दैट बैलेंस आई कैनॉट से दैट निफ्टी फ्यूचर रिक्वायर्स ओनली वन लैख ऑफ मार्जिन देर फोर आई विल ओनली यूज वन लैक आई विल विथ एट लैक्स बाई एट लॉट्स ऑफ निफ्टी फ्यूचर्स दैट इज नॉट अलाउड वन लॉट मीन्स एट लैक्स हेज टू बी सिक्वेस्टर्ड सो यू कॉन्ट लेवरेज एट ऑल um the only difference is that you could hedge for instance i could say i can buy a nifty etf mm. and hedge it with a nifty future sell that's not considered or a put you can you do could buy a put, put yeah, you, you could buy a put option you could buy options the buying of options uh, does not add leverage uh, in my view because you cannot lose more than the okay, thing so okay. you you can't sell a whole lot of uh, you know uh, options and assume that you'll only deal with the margin so those are uh, things that you can and cannot do uh, on the fees front uh, pmss get more leeway they get to charge an entry load hmm. an exit load a management fee a profit sharing fee which involves a hurdle rate or not which and also to charge a set of fees on some special transactions uh, like for instance everything that you think of which is extra gst or stt or um, your brokerage costs and uh, associated fees they can all be passed on to the customer so uh, you uh, your bill can be segregated into multiple fees so we have chosen to break it down into one okay. but many of the pmss charge all of them all of that yeah so you said entry load that is that when i'm signing up with the pms i'm paying a certain amount yes okay which again will be probably between me the distributor and the pms guys theek yes. hai exit load is obviously if i sell within say one year or something i'm going to get charged for that and on that note we take a break don't go anywhere we're going to be right back Hi everybody, welcome to another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. On our social media, one of the things we do is if you send us a screenshot of what you're listening to, we will repost it on our social network so that people can see that what people are listening to. Put us some comments and we'll respond to them. Also want to let people know that we're still hiring. We're looking for producers, content creators, audio engineers, developers, designers, and business roles and basically all kinds of other things. Go to the careers page on ivmpodcast.com or send us an email at careers@indusbox.com. Wanted to announce two new shows that we are starting. Tech Careers in the New and Agla Station Adulthood. Tech Careers in the New is a brand new podcast presented by Accenture. It's hosted by our very own Shilanditya Mukhopadhyay and my co-host on Shunya 1. On this show he's talking to essential leaders about the latest and greatest in the world of technology and gives exclusive tips on technology careers, how to grab opportunities and stay relevant. Watch out for fortnightly episodes on Wednesdays starting July 3rd. The other new show that we're launching this week is an exciting show called Agla Station Adulthood where best friends Ritasha Rathore and Ayushi Amin ride through the various stations of life. Whether in your mid 20s just entering them or about to cross into the next decade tune into this fun show. On Cyrus says best-selling author Amish Tripathi talks to Cyrus about the shared universe of all his books the rich and inclusive history of ancient India and his new book in the Ramchandra series Ravan enemy of Aryavarta On Equity Sahiya Shrey Lunkar senior VP at Motilal Oswal AMC talks to Anupam about the pharma sector in India On advertising is dead Varun Dugirala is in conversation with the founders of Pocket Aces Ashwin Suresh and Anirudh Pandit they discuss the growth and potential of the Indian digital content market On Mr and Mrs Binge Watch Janis and Anirudh recommend shows that are easy to watch Join us as we talk about the TV shows Love, Crashing and Love Sick. On the 25th episode of Golgappa, Tripti is joined by film director Vikram Fadnis. He talks about how he started his journey from being a fashion designer to becoming a movie director and his upcoming Marathi movie Smile Please. Also, our host Tripti plays an important part in this movie. On not just dance, Parzen talks to chef Viraj Patel about Parsi fusion food. 
They discuss innovation versus traditional food in the Parsi food circles. On Pulia Bazi, Pranay and Saurabh talk with investor and trader Harsh Vora to better understand the tussle between the Reserve Bank of India and the Indian government. And with that, let's continue with your show. And welcome back. Tell us about profit sharing, okay, and an annual fee, a maintenance fee, whatever you call it. So typically, an annual fee is what mutual funds charge to their customers as well, or ULIPs charge to their customers. This is typically a fee that says, "Are you charging me a fee to manage your portfolio?" Um, because I am buying and selling on your behalf, I need to have people that need to be paid a salary, and therefore my management fee comes off of that. Now this can be anywhere between. Uh, 0.1, 0.2% at the lowest end on a mutual fund and uh, 2.5%, which is the highest for a mutual mm-hmm. fund. There's no high for a PMS, but uh, typical charges are uh, 2% is, is the average. 2.5% is what I've known. That, this is that the, basically covers the fund manager salary, analyst salary and company salary. This, is, this is not even execution cost. Typically, this is, yes. This is just 2.5% for running your PMS. For running your PMS. Okay, and then... There's a performance fee. Performance fee. The performance fee is complicated. It says, listen, if I make you a profit, I'm going to share that profit. Yeah. But you can tell me, Deepak, uh, I, why should I pay you? Because Correct. if you give me only 8% returns, which is what I'll get anyway, uh, then why should I pay you anything? Correct. I said, okay, you know what? Till 8%, it's yours. Above 8% is mine. That's a hurdle rate. So I have to actually specify to you what it means. Mm. There's a hurdle rate and something called a high watermark. So the hurdle rate means above 8%, we make a profit. Uh, I share the profit. So I say 20% above 8%. So if you make 20%, then 8% is yours. Mm. The remaining 12% is shared mm. as 2.54% to me mm. and uh, 9.6% to the customer. Correct. So the customer makes approximately uh, 17.4% in okay. total okay. versus I make 2.4 or 17.6% versus 2.4. So this is the hmm. split, the way it works. And again, this is discretionary. The, the PMS can charge, can choose not to have a profit share and yes. just do annual maintenance and do, or do both. Whatever. Yes. And then there's something called catch up, okay. which is uh, typically a high watermark uh, concept. So catch up means uh, if I'm here with you for two years, the first year I don't make 8%. So I don't charge you a performance. Hmm. The next year I make 10%. Now I would have to charge you a performance fee, but the first year I make only 6%. So if I added both up at 16% on the portfolio, let's just say this is mathematical. Hmm. You know, hmm. It's hmm. me not being exactly mathematical, but just saying that. If I, if I made you 16% in two years, you can say, listen, it's 8% a year. You've not made me any profit. That ca- the factor here is that uh, the high water mark, which says I have to first get you back to the point where you should have been before I charge any performance fees is a high watermark. So it means that if I've already charged you a certain fee for a profit that we've already made. So the first month, first year I made 20%, I charge you this 2% profit. And then the second year I didn't make uh, um, any fee. And the third year I made another 15%. So I need to first catch up to the point where I charged you fees the last time. Mm -hmm. That part has to be free. And only then should I charge you. Uh, so, so let's say second year I lost money. Third year I need to catch that up before I uh, uh, charge you any fees. Wow. So these are rules that SEBI has instituted saying you have to catch up. You can't just, uh, uh, you know, you can't just charge this thing. And the, But there's also the uh, fact that the high watermark... Um, is not compounded many times. It's, okay. uh, you know, they say 8% every year hmm. versus anything else. See. So uh, the last part of this whole thing is that they, the performance fee is um, 
discretionary. There is no standard format for it. In okay. the sense, there is no uh, okay, twenty percent of profits, fifty percent of or hundred percent. This any number can be whatever the client discusses with the with. This the, is with also the why manager. the minimums are five and twenty-five. It was to be five lakhs earlier. It's twenty-five lakhs. Twenty-five now. lakhs now. The huh? idea was that only the richer people would invest, huh. and the richer people are the ones that can afford to lose the money. I was just, in fact, going to come to that. What? kind of people is a pms for because honestly for a lot of people 25 lakhs is not a big amount it's not a big amount these days it is not in fact to that extent uh, sebi has actually doubled uh, made it five times so it went from 5 lakhs to 25 to 25 lakhs a few years back now it's gone it's they're likely to increase it maybe 25 to 50 i don't know the number will come mm. but um a typically a pms is not the vehicle for the extremely rich it should be an aif the aif is another format which requires a minimum of 1 crore where risks are higher there is leverage they can invest in more instruments including unlisted companies and private equity other, and private stuff, equity and yeah, stuff. Yeah. they um actually take your money but don't invest it in your account they invest it in their own account so the, technically that money is one step away from you So today, if I get hit by a truck and my whole company gets wiped out in an earthquake, all the shares are sitting in your individual account. So my customers lose nothing. Uh, we there is a custodian who will take care of any process of transferring this stuff out and all that stuff. But we nothing is owned in our name. Correct. That's a stronger this is, structure. This is a stronger structure than an EIF, where if it's hit by a truck, then you have to go around trying to find out who can. PMS, then, you mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, in an EIF, it's more complicated okay. because so that's why an EIF has higher equity and net worth requirements and investment requirements hmm. and so on. Hmm. A PMS is not required to invest in its own uh, in its own portfolios. Hmm. Hmm. We have. We have uh, roughly uh, you know four percent of the PMS is our own money now. Uh, or two percent now. Right now, about two and a half percent, but it will become four percent very soon. So, um, this is not applicable to uh, 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 other PMSs. They may not have any of their own money, and it is applicable to AFs who have to have five percent of money in their own uh, 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 funds. Uh, well, it's a limit of one crore, so one crore or five percent, whichever. So the the the. uh the downside of uh, doing a pms for, and who the pms should apply to is a person for whom according to me it's a managed individualized investment hmm that is the idea of a pms it hmm. is like i a mutual fund does not individualize an aif need not individualize a pms should a pms should be a personalized portfolio management service where i look at you and say listen anupam you need your money so much of your money in this so much of your money in that which is why a pms manager is also a registered investment advisor by default mm. uh because we are assumed to have the same kind of skills and we are supposed to be the same kind of advisors we are supposed to individualize and tell people you don't should not have so much exposure in equity because your life cycle does not uh, or lifestyle does not allow you this kind of freedom whereas somebody else we might say listen you can be 100% equity if you like so but that's uh, not how this is sold right i mean if i look at the way pmss are sold or have been traditionally sold in the last 4 5 years especially 2017 when the markets were booming they don't care you know someone will come at my doorstep and say listen just just 25 lakhs look at the nifty it's at 12000 you're missing out on a big thing and i'll say yeah okay take it so my question to you is i so what is the profile of a pms guy out here? a lot of people that i know you know would have investable funds of maybe a crore maybe 2 crores let's say 
And how has that been built? That's probably been built because they've been in the markets for 10, 20 years. They started off with 20, 25 lakhs. And markets in general will give you that much returns over 10, 20 years. And suddenly they're sitting on a pot of two crores. Now they're greedy. They'll feel, boss, now I'll give it to somebody. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll call all the shots. What you're saying conceptually is how it should be. Yes. Which is that you come to my intercept and tell me, listen, you've got two crores. You honestly shouldn't be looking at putting 10, 20% of your entire net worth into a PMS scheme. Okay, but that's not that's not how it's been sold. So ideally, what is the investor profile for a PMS? I mean, what should it be? So in general, the should profile has been very different from the is profile, right? So the, that's true for almost all companies in India. Insurance is missold as investments. Uh, FDs are uh, you know missold to a lot of people. People. I mean, every investment is meant for a certain type of person, but it's always almost. And now the latest debt mutual fund. I mean, you got short-term <laughs> debt mutual funds buying uh, long-term paper or you know paper that is not supposed to have been in their books. But you know, in the end, um, that is the problem of the investor itself, I sure. guess. Okay. And, I mean, so the, the fund managers themselves, but it's also a problem of the investor, in the sense that. They don't realize the homework they have to do or the risks they are taking by doing certain investments and uh, nobody tells them. And mm. that's the unfortunate part because just telling people mutual funds are subject to market risk does not mean that people understand that mutual funds are subject to market risk. Everybody thinks yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, protected yeah. investments are protected. But having said that, um, the PMS products are supposed to be for people who can take risk. That is downright has been done. But there's no reason why a PMS cannot be used to take non-risky investments as well. Mm -hmm. So if I to, if you told me, Deepak, can you take my money and buy government bonds, short-term government bonds, which have very low risk, I could do that as part of my PMS scheme. What I'm offering you there is probably a layer of advice saying, listen, you don't know which funds, which mutual fund, which uh, uh, government bonds to buy. I will help you with that. Second, I'll give you market access because you as an individual can't go buy government bonds, bonds easily yourself. No, I will liquidity, yeah, yeah. Second, I will, uh, third layer I will do is actually manage your flows. So I'll say, listen, I can give you reporting, I can give you tax assistance, and I can give you a bunch of other stuff that goes along with it. There's no reason why a PMS can't do that. And I'm sure a bunch of PMSs do. But for the most part, a PMS is known as a product that just sits there, takes the maximum risk available to a customer, buys these random stocks where either you've got insider information or yeah, you've got some shady uh, uh, activity going on. It's it's become known as that. And for most people for whom PMS was uh, more about something that happens to women, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, kind of a little bit yeah, of a, you yeah. know, very uh, strange, uh, you know, phenomenon. And when they hear about it, they think about it as a, as a fancy thing, as an exotic beast. It's not supposed to be that. It was never intended to be that. Even if you look at the PMS regulations, they talk about how this is a form of glorified advice. Yeah. It's advice plus execution is what I think of it as. But it's evolved into a give me your money and I will try and get the yeah. maximum return possible. And if I lose, you lose. Yeah. If yeah. you win, I'll take a little bit of it. That's what PMS has been. And maybe um, mentally there's a kick to people. I'm a check. I don't know. Exactly. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. Last two questions, okay? Um, what about returns there? Because this is opaque. There is no easily accessible single website which gives me a chance to compare PMS. Now, I believe there are some aggregators, but honestly, I don't know what's out there. Okay, maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. But in your experience, whatever studies that you've done, 
what have these PMSs returned over the last, I don't know, five years or 10 years or whatever it is? How would you categorize them between fantastic and totally mediocre? So I mean, I, and, and would you, as you have tweeted so many times, as you have said in the Slack group so many times, would you actually be better off in just 50% nifty and 50% nifty junior? We are just concerned with returns. So let's talk about returns. Yes, let me talk about this in two ways. First, the first part to ask, how do you find out? You can't. Because since every PMS is individualized. Now, let's say I have a 10 crore customer who comes to me and says, uh, take my 10 crores and invest only in government bonds. Then I have five 25 lakh rupee customers who come and tell me, listen, invest in equity. So I go and get a phenomenal return in equity, let's say 40%. Okay, so my 1.25 crores has given me 40 lakh rupees of returns. Whereas my 10 crore has given me 6% because of that. So what's my blended return? If I look at it totally, I'm, I have got about 11.25 crores and I've generated 1 crore of return. So it about 8 or 9%. So you, I have to report this as an 8 or 9% return because that's my total return. However, it doesn't take into consideration that I have all of these uh, people who have extremely low uh, risk profiles or high risk profiles. So I rep- I have to report that to SEBI every month. Now, at the same time, uh, the, a mutual fund on the other hand has to report its portfolios every month to uh, on its own website. It kind and NAVs every day. And NAVs every day. So there is a well thought out uh, sequence of things for that. I think we should have a third party. Uh, of whom we should be giving data on a daily or monthly basis, which contains all the trades, which contains everything that you've done. And they can make a distinction between debt, equity, uh, profiles, uh, and, and, and talk about how people have earned returns over the longer term. And uh, at, at some point right now, the SEBI website gives you some idea of what returns are. But this may have nothing to do with the kind of returns you earn by yourself. So my best customer and my worst customer may have a difference of, you know, uh, one maybe plus 10%, another yeah. one minus 10%. So <clears throat> it depends not only on the time they came in, it depends on the portfolio changes since because I could have bought one set of portfolios for the early guys and then a different set of portfolios wow. for the next set of guys. So there is no single place for... The product uh, itself is such that you can't compare returns easily. It's not easy and... Maybe what you should do at a at a individual level is ask for uh, uh, returns, maybe blind returns of a customer. Which in fact gets which, me to the two, you know, this is a super build on to my last question, which was, how do I choose one? Let's start with returns. Okay, let's start from there and build on that. Build, yeah. So we'll, I'll talk about the second part of what, whether it, in, returns have been better than index for yeah. index funds. Or oh, not. sorry. Yeah, yeah, sure. That part, uh, index funds haven't, have become more popular recently. Uh, also because ETFs have started to come in, index funds have started to come in. Having said that, I don't think any of these funds sit and compare. Now, what we've done is we've gone in and said we'll create a portfolio for indexed investments only, which means we buy only in ETFs. We charge 0.25%, which is very less. But the only reason we charge it is because we get liquidity. We, we hunt for liquidity on these ETFs, which is very rare in India. And also give you access to an ETF which invests in the US market. So we balance between the three, uh, the top two Indian ETFs and the US ETF. So, uh, but there is no evidence that either that PMSs beat or PMSs don't because I don't have an accurate uh, description of their returns. Mm. Next five years will determine. 
I think whether ETFs will because eventually uh, we will get a good uh, format to compare P- PMS returns and okay. I believe at least from what I've seen in the last one year that most PMSs don't beat ETF. Uh, uh, That's, n- sad. That's sad. I mean if you charge uh, post fees many of them don't at all. Which is what matters to me, na, boss. I am concerned with my job. How much money is coming? After giving money, my job will also be coming. That is the that is the unfortunate <laughs> part. Okay, uh, I don't know. Three questions or four questions for your PMS. I mean, I'm I'm someone who's got that number, twenty-five lakhs, one crore. I I don't know, but How do when you I, when so when I when this guy comes into my door and says, "Sir, PMS, may invest, karo." Okay, what are those tough questions that I should hit him with? So okay, I because I don't think PMS is a product where you can go direct. It's not like mutual fund. I just yes. go to you know Templeton or whoever's website, sign up. Mera ho gaya. I have to buy the product from a manufacturer. Yes. I have to go to a bank or I have to call up someone, or maybe I'll know Deepak Chana ki Deepak ghara presentation karo. Okay, so when this happens. What are the questions I should ask? So I think the first part of this is find out what kind of a PMS it is. We are in asset allocation planning and uh, this thing. We don't tell people that we are targeting high-end returns. We are not. We If we get great returns, that's fantastic. That's because we are working towards it. But that's not the goal of my PMS. If I could give you these, uh, 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 you know, these a uh, good return that will help you reach your goals, your financial goals in the longer term, that is enough for me but for others it's not it's like they give you a philosophy they'll tell you listen we want these stocks we like like these long term stories maybe we like the can slim approach or uh, the high value approach or however that concept is we will buy these stocks we will stick with them many of them tell you that we buy only 10 stocks or 15 stocks or 12 stocks some as close little as five stocks wow they don't mind taking a lot of risk and their idea is that this high risk will give us a high return So your question to them should be: What's your risk and return post fee comparison with the Nifty? Okay, fantastic. Uh, and with the next fifty, solid yeah, with question. The, yeah. With the mid cap. So, however you want to target these things, if you're looking at returns, second thing is you got to look at the philosophy. Is is the philosophy compatible? So, if somebody is sitting there saying, "I'll take a lot, lot of risk," that is that may or may not be compatible with you. Somebody else may come and say, "I will take this uh, enormous amount of risk," but Uh, you need to be invested for a minimum of five years because otherwise you will not see returns. So they will introduce exit loads until five years. That is also fine for the person who has the capability and the time. This is not a big problem. Mm. The parts that you should be really careful about is how much are the fees, and uh, whether um, there is a point at which you know liquidity. If liquidity is a concern, can you get partial liquidity? Can you add complete liquidity? Will the fund manager uh, also give you all the other stuff that you need, like a tax audit, tax statement, and uh, they they are required to give you some kind of a CA mentioned reports, uh, audited report. They will it's not an audit, but it more is like a, a statement certified by auditors that uh, the statement is right. So they need to be able to give you that as well. uh and this will come this will help you kind of file your taxes you got to find out if they do tax optimization as well because sometimes they can generate profits those profits are generated in your account yeah. therefore you have to pay taxes on it so you have to find out if they try to optimize these taxes in any way and lastly you have to make sure that they don't do things which you are not allowed to do so mm-hmm. if you're an employee of uh, say TCS and uh, you're not allowed to buy tcs shares without an information going to the company then the pms manager should also not be allowed to buy tcs in your account so you should have those restrictions uh, outlined up front and if they don't cater to these requests that's not the pms for you 
so you know that's the thing that i say also don't invest in a pms account to me just to get a higher return unless you are very clearly aware of their philosophy and that you have that kind of money to spare in the sense it's money that you can afford to lose a significant chunk on yeah, let's say 40% yeah. so at which point if you give them 25 lakhs you should be willing to let it come down to 15 lakhs otherwise you know you are yeah. you are going to lose more I and mean, it's going to just hurt you in the longer term right i'll just recap that for the listeners because it's the last part of the show uh, first fees 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 and fees okay be crystal clear about the fee structure and what are being charged second returns okay net of fees what are the returns what have they been over the past third critical investment philosophy kya hai tumhara okay you need to understand that really well does that uh, do you vibe with that do you agree with that fourth does in terms of services i guess does does the pms help you in filing your returns or giving you those tax statements capital gains i think fourth is your your own risk profile are you willing to let go of 40% of your funds because if you're not pms might not be the structure for you of course and if pms is the structure for you his website is capitalmind.in you should check it out um actually we have a place called capitalmindwealth so capitalmindwealth.in.com capitalmindwealth.com if you want to check out pms uh, the pms that deepak has to offer capitalmindwealth.com i think everything is transparent out there all your uh, philosophies and all that everything yeah, plus we've got the planning tools for you you can say if you're 25 years old i want to plan for retirement i want to plan for my kids education i want to plan for my holidays uh, what's the kind of things that i need to do so if i start with 25 lakhs i make 5 crore i want to make 5 crores in 20 years uh, what kind of money will it take for me to get there so this is the part where we say we help you plan and then we uh, help you execute as part of the pms so uh, that's just me doing a little advertising but no no what advertising come on here uh, as i've told a lot of people you know if probably uh, this is among the pmss that they should consider check it out check the website the twitter handle obviously is deepak chenoy uh the website is capitalmind.in uh, which is also a subscription product i am a subscriber disclosure i am very satisfied customer by the way um and that's a wrap on the show guys you should really check out his site his his twitter profile and he's now a certified friend of pesa pesa because it's the third time that he's come on our show yogeshanoy thank you so much for doing this episode of pesa pesa for us thank you and thanks so much anupam it was fantastic to be here i hope uh, you i'll make you go beyond a hat trick as well ah look forward to that thanks you both No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. Hey guys, I'm Mikhail Almeida. I host a, a podcast with my co-hosts Akash Mehta and Siddharth Dreja on the IVM app. It's called What a Player. What, what a, a Player. W A D D A P L A Y A H because illiterates can't find it on their own. No, and yeah. the her at the end is very important. What, what a player. player. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes out every Thursday on the IVM app. Uh, tune in. We discuss everything sports, uh, all sports, uh, all, sports. all sports. Yeah, <laughs> mainly cricket, other sport in the middle sandwich. <laughs> What happened to your language skills? Thursday. Don't worry, he talks better on the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, a great show. It has all things, including cricket and uh, things around sports as well. Yeah, and some personal life. As you can see, we're a very united podcast. <laughs> and if you want to listen to us, tune in to us every Thursday on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast. dot com. The most engaging and the most useful conversations you may have in your life are likely to be with your most challenging customers. Hi, I'm Ambi Parmeshwaran and on this podcast I will take you through my book Sponge Leadership Lessons I Learned from My Clients. 
packed with real stories about real people but most of all packed with the innumerable lessons i soaked up from some of the most iconic business leaders like ratan tata azim prem ji s ramadurai krishan bhai patel m damodaran dr kurian and many more don't forget to tune into the sponge podcast keep sponging to keep learning